There's a whole worldview that goes along with this. And if you want to understand how that worldview works, I'll be happy to show it. But I'm not going to pretend that the worldview exists apart from the author of it. Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen. On today's show, it's our last recording with Nick Freitas, and we discuss how men can stand up for that which is right. Let's give it a listen. Standing up for what's right, it seems like that's not really happening these days with a lot of men. I'm in a lot of meetings where people say stuff that is totally wrong, and I always think, you know, kind of what we were talking about with sizing up the room. Is this a place to fight this battle or not? But what advice would you have as a soldier um, and as a politician? How can men be better at sticking up for what's right? Because it seems like the opposition keeps growing stronger and stronger against these principles and these traditions. And like you were saying before, honor and everything, especially for men. How how would you, what advice would you give these men to gain that courage to stand up for what's right and what could they do? I think there's been a very deliberate push to try to convince men, especially young men, that uh, the ability, like aggression, competitiveness, a capacity for violence within appropriate situations, uh, standing up to things, being comfortable with conflict when it's necessary, that these are toxic traits. Now, what's fascinating is that the same traits that we say are toxic in masculinity, we now say are preferable and celebrated in femininity, right? When, when, it's, it's the, when it's a girl boss, like, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, but when a guy does something similar, it's like, oh, well, he's being toxic. First of all, the thing that you need to understand about being able to engage in conflict is not toxic and it's not, let me put it this way, it's a morally neutral trait. If you use it for ill, then you're the sort of person that's constantly starting fights where they don't need to be started. You're the one that's constantly sowing division where it doesn't need to be sown. If it's, if it's actually fostered correctly, then you're the person standing up for that which is just, that which is righteous. You're the one that's standing up for the innocent when nobody else will. And you do it in a way that is both bold but also measured. And so that's what needs to be developed is is that that ability to rise to the occasion with respect to conflict. Now, I think there's there's two ways that we usually engage with conflict. One is bringing correction and the other is bringing an alternative. So for instance, I, there is a lot of stuff that we talk about that I think needs to be called out because it's wrong and it's bad and I would go so far in, in many cases say it's evil. And and there are things like that that we need to call out. One of the problems that I think we get sucked into is this idea that if, if you're constantly pointing to the lie and you're saying, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. Well, then here's what I will tell you that I have experienced. People will hold on to a convenient lie if they don't have an alternative. And so a lot of the times I think the way we stand for something isn't always just or exclusively calling out the lie, but it's actually pointing to the truth. And a lot of times, just the action of pointing to the truth calls out the lie. So if you're the sort of person, I'll give you an example of this. I was on a plane not long ago. I, I was going to do a, uh, um, a, a show, and um, 
this guy on the plane sits down. Like he, as we're getting onto the plane and we're we're waiting to go on, he kind of looks over me and does this double take, and then he looks at his phone. I'm like, he's probably he's probably. I said, I wonder if he's wondering if oh, are you that guy from Instagram, the guy with the coffee mugs? <laughs> and um, so we get on the plane and he sits down right next to me, and he goes, "Hey, are you on Instagram with the coffee?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, that's me." He goes, "Hey, I I." I just want to say, I really love your content. I love the stuff that you talk about, you know, especially with, you know, being a husband, being a father. And uh, I said, Oh, what do you do? He goes, well, I'm, I'm a missionary in Nepal and him and his family live over there as missionaries in Nepal. And, and they, I mean, he had a really cool story, right? A really cool story of things that he went through as he was young and overcame and got married and how, you know, found Christ and him and his wife just feel this passion for doing the mission, you know, being in the mission field in, in Nepal. And as we're talking, um, it's a later flight. And you know how it is with a plane. You're all kind of cramped in close and stuff like that. And I remember as we're, as we're talking more about you know, things about Jesus and things about the missionary field and things about truth and things. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, these are, these are a lot of you know, kind of heavy topics. And then I started thinking, well, gosh, I wonder what people around are thinking. And maybe we, and I was like, no. No, we're, we're not talking loud. We're not being disruptive. We're not being rude. We're just talking about things that we both care about, that we're passionate about, that are good and true and noble. And why shouldn't other people, if, they're, if they want to eavesdrop, listen to that and hear it? Guaranteed, guaranteed. If somebody was sitting in front of me that believed the opposite of what I believed, they would have zero problem talking about what they believed. Zero problem. And if I had a problem with it, well, that was my problem. So I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. And I'm having all of these thoughts internally in my head. I'm like, no, 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 this is great. This is wonderful. And sure enough, plane lands, we're getting up. And the guy who's sitting next to him on the other side goes, Hey, I'm, I was listening to your guys' conversation. I'm, I, I also, we also do work in the mission field with respect to providing Bibles. And, and it was like, you know, you see now, okay. Was that standing up? Was that, was that like standing up in the traditional sense of what we think? Probably not. What it was is just two people talking about the things that they believed were true and, and, and being very open about it and, and talking about it and proud of it, proud of that in that, in that you know, proper sense. And I think part of what we need to do is not just simply call out the lie. Part of what we need to do is actually call out the joy of what actually happens when, when you when you accept certain principles about life and you live them out effectively because it, it is not going to be an excellent argument that convinces somebody uh, or it's not always going to be some you know great argument that convinces somebody to change their mind about something. We have an entire generation that has been growing up within this worldview, which I think is destructive, absolutely self-destructive. And you see that how could you, how could it not be self-destructive when we're actually celebrating a 12 year old chemically altering themselves because they're confused as they go through puberty and then tack on a couple more years. And now we're surgically altering them. And if anybody says anything about it, well, you're a bigot. You don't like trans kids. Are you out of your mind? Yes. I will confront that as the lie that it is. But if I'm not offering that kid an alternative view of who they are, well, then they're just left with all the people celebrating them. And it looks like I'm just the guy pointing my finger. So, yes, speak the truth, but as Scripture requires, speak it in love. And I struggle with that. Believe me, I struggle with that. There were times, that floor speech, I was very 
I was very frustrated by the fact that we have some people in this is some people that believe that offense is a substitute for an argument. We have some people that believe that the moment their argument can't sustain what it is that they're trying to push, they get to then automatically turn around and just attack the person. Oh, well, you're cisgendered. You're white. You're part of the patriarchy. You're you know heteronormative. Whatever word that's been created today in order to try to marginalize you in your voice. Yes, we have to confront that, but let's please confront it with providing an alternative view on how we do these things. And, and, and let us show within our own lives, right? Because, because ultimately what's going to bring people over to our way of thinking is not just a slick argument. It's not just rhetoric. What's going to bring people over to our thing is they're going to try what they're trying right now and it is going to fail miserably and they're going to start looking around for an alternative. And if we not only provided the argument for why we thought a particular course of action is wrong, but then we made the argument for why another particular course of action is correct and then, most importantly, lived it out in our own lives and the results, the fruit that was born from that, speaks for itself, then inevitably there's a point where somebody says, I, I can't, I, I, don't, I don't care what all these other people have said, I don't care what the experts said. These people predicted this, but then they also showed that it could, that something else, it could be done a different way and it worked. And, and that's, that's when somebody, again, we, we don't, we don't win when we defeat all of our enemies because the person is not the enemy. The ideology is the enemy. And we win when we convince them of that. So I'm, I'm not here to defeat people. I'm not here to crush people. Um, I am here in so far as this is what I believe I'm called to do to make an argument for the things that I believe are true and noble and rooted in both love and justice and righteousness and to do my bet, do the best job I can for arguing for it, but also living it. And I make plenty of mistakes along the way, but I will tell you this, um, Never once have I, have I ever had to question my identity. Never once have I ever had to question my meaning or my purpose in this life. And if you don't have those key components answered, if you, if you don't have those things down, every challenge, every disappointment, every frustration is going to rock you to your core. And now more than ever, we, we need to remember that when, <laughs> when, when Scripture talks about the peace which surpasses all understanding, you notice it doesn't say the peace which everybody clearly understands because everything's going great in your life. That's not what it says. It's the peace which surpasses all understanding. That, that right there is going to be the thing that changes so many minds because chaos is coming. Chaos is here. And it's going to be the people that actually have that peace because they are secure in their identity, they're secure in their meaning, and they're secure in their purpose. And that is going to be the biggest thing that attracts people to a different way of thinking and then it provides us an opportunity when they ask, how, how do you make this work? How, how, why do you have peace in the midst of all of this? And we're like, man, that's easy. Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And they could look at it and they think that, well, that's goofy or that's stupid or that's a Sunday school answer. You came to me and asked. You came to me and asked. I'm telling you that's what it is. Now, is it as simple as just saying those words? No, there's, there's a whole worldview that goes along with this. And if you want to understand how that worldview works, I'll be happy to show it. But I'm not going to pretend that the worldview exists apart from the author of it. I love that. I was um, actually in North Carolina talking to a security guard and he had a Bible. And that's what I love about the South. But he had a Bible and asked him, what's his favorite scripture? And he said, that peace I give unto you. 
And I was like, well, well, how do you interpret that? And he said, you know, the worldly view of peace is no conflict, but the peace that Christ can give you is being in the middle of a conflict, but feeling that peace. And to your point where you're giving people that truth and pointing them to that truth, right? And you have that truth in you, you can stand up to anybody and, 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 and you can have that confidence in standing up. I think that's why so many people aren't confident today. And that's why they keep getting plowed over is because they won't stand up for that truth. Cause they, they're afraid that something bad will happen if they do, but they haven't experienced yet that when you do stand up with that truth, that you do get that peace as a reward for doing so. Yeah. So totally agree. Well, Nick, real quick, where can people find you mostly? Uh, YouTube, Instagram, is there anywhere else? Yeah, sure. We're, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, what am I missing? Um, <laughs> but if they just go to Nick J. Freitas, um, YouTube, it, we have our show, Making the Argument, The Why Minutes. And then we just have my page up there where we have our shorts. And we also have the series that we've, uh, we've talked about with um, I, I have one on why dad should be dangerous. I have another one on, um, you know, three things I learned, raising daughters, raising your sons to be men. We have another one that's going to come out of here pretty shortly on getting married young. Uh, cause like I said, I got married at uh, year 19 and 20. Good. Um, and so that, that's uh, a great place to find us. And then, um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, uh, those are some of our most common platforms that we usually have a piece of content going up, uh, every day uh, on those platforms. And that concludes our series with Nick Freitas. Thank you, Nick, for coming on and for doing this show with me. And thank you all for listening. Until next time.